You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. I'm actually talking today about distance energy healing. I know I've talked a bit about my experience with Reiki and how I avoided it for a long time. Um, and what actually brought me to it was the fact that I did not have to do hands-on healing in person. So I thought because I've been offering more, more services for Reiki and distance Reiki, and I've had a lot of questions coming in. I did do a live on my Concrete and Crystals Instagram, but I thought that I would take that as a sign that more people have questions about how distance energy healing works. And this actually ties in nicely with the episode that I did from the Celestine Prophecy from the insight called A Matter of Energy, because in that it talks about how everything is made up of energy. And I did talk a bit about how they go into detail about quantum mechanics and quantum physics and how even things that we see as like physical, hard, solid things technically are energy and it's just different um, densities. So that also applies to distance Reiki and distance energy healing because we're all just energy and frequencies. And when you think about it, something like light can travel very far or even sound. So it makes sense that energy um, could be transferred for many different things. And so one of the things that really stood out to me in the when I was reading the chapter on a matter of energy was the fact that they say in it that energy, which is a scientific fact, that when energy is being examined by like these atoms and molecules are, be, are being examined by humans, they react to the intention. So when people are looking at them, they respond and that's kind of the way that this energy, that's how I see it anyways. I'm, anytime I'm talking about something, it's my, from my own experience and my own knowledge to this point could change if I get new information. But how I see it is that where I intend this energy to go and how I intend it to be received is a big part of how it works. And of course there are symbols and there are crystals that I use that have their own energy as well. So like that is what is actually being transmitted. But the other half of it is that the person receiving it needs to be able and willing to receive it. So for example, when you're looking at those atoms, obviously they're, they're accepting this energy. And so, I wanted to just walk through what I do for one of my sessions to start, just so that you can get an idea of what I'm doing on my side. And then I'll kind of talk a little bit about how you can prep or receive a 
an energy healing session. And then um, some different experiences that people have shared with me. I'm not going to go into a detail, but I'll just tell some examples so you have an idea of what you might be able to expect. So I just want to start by saying that I have taken levels one and two of Usui Reiki. Um, and that is why I'm able to do distance Reiki um, in that that type of Reiki because level two is where your attunement allows you to do distance healing. Level one allows you to do in-person healing and self-healing, which is very, very powerful in itself because all healing is self-healing. So I do recommend, even if you're just mildly curious about energy healing, just doing level one of uh, Reiki, just regular Yusui Reiki, just to see how you feel with the energy for yourself, because it, it is something that I like to incorporate, which I'm not always the best at, but I try my very best to incorporate that into my daily routine to make sure that my energy is feeling really replenished and full. And then the distance Reiki um, was where I felt a really strong attunement and I got really excited because like I said, I have never been one for thinking about doing hands-on healing. And that's just a personal thing. That's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's amazing. And I know that people have very powerful experiences in person and I'm sure I will come around to it at some point, but I also just in general, like I am not a spa person. I don't like having people touch me. I like to be in my own energy. And I think that's part of it is that I'm very empathic and I do feel energy very strongly. And so I have this like, um, ever since I was a kid, I've had this like bubble around my, around me where I don't like to have people too close in my space unless I'm comfortable with their energy. So I think that it's not so much that I don't like the idea of it, or I don't like that it exists, or I don't like, it's not something that I, I, if I felt more comfortable with it, I think I would really enjoy doing, um, in-person healing. But for me, it's just, I'm still working on how to make sure that my energy is protected because I do absorb so much. Um, but this idea of being able to do it at a distance so that I could still help people, but still be comfortable in my own space was really appealing to me. So even before I took levels one and two, I actually received some distance Reiki and because I could feel it, it made me trust it more like, oh no, this is something I'm receiving something, even though I'm far away. And that was a group session as well. So I apologize if I'm repeating things that you've already heard, but I'm just trying to make sure that we get a full picture in this episode in case someone just happens to search distance Reiki or distance energy healing, then they'll get all of it in one place. So then the other part of it is that I took um, quantum Reiki and quantum Reiki has quantum in the title. So already it's very strong and it is something that I believe is the reason that I feel more connected to it because I do like the idea of like learning more about physics and uh, like quantum mechanics and all of those things. So for me, it appealed to me just from that level. And the idea behind it is it's anti high on Instagram that I took it um, with. And I, I know I've, I've seen, cause I always look up reviews obviously. And like most people have had amazing results with him. Some people it's just like, it's any, it's energy, right? So like some people just don't resonate with certain people's energy, but I have to say, which I've had a few people ask me about the quantum Reiki. And I am really glad that I took Yusui Reiki first. 
Um, the idea behind quantum Reiki is that you don't need any other Reiki first because it quantum Reiki holds all of the other types of Reiki within it. And so it is very powerful. However, um, like I said, I do think that for me, um, learning the basics and getting a handle on the symbols that go along with um, the Yusui Reiki um, and learning like on my own kind of looking up different hand positions and things, I think that helped me because it allowed me to still structure the sessions. I still structure my sessions as if they are um, like Yusui Reiki when I do them because I still do like a, a hands-on kind of setup, but just with like a, a picture or like um, a sheet that has like the, the chakras on it. But I just feel like I got a lot out of the Quantum Reiki because I had already done the other two because I, I felt like I was glad that I was able to make sure that I wanted to be doing the, the um, distance healing before I did quantum because it is more powerful and I feel like if I had started with that I would have been very excited but I think I would have gone I would have been a little bit lost as, as to like how to structure sections and um, how to feel like I was actually connecting with myself and with the energy um, but that's just me again all of this is just my own experience but it's just um, what I'm able to share so uh, in that Reiki, I did the first um, levels and then I did the master and then I did the grand master. So at some point I probably will be teaching quantum Reiki or some form of it. Um, but I really am trying to immerse myself in it because of course, as I'm sure you've heard by this point, I am finishing a four year degree. And so I haven't had a whole lot of time to just absolutely immerse myself in anything other than my um, studio art. So I am looking forward to having some time very in the very near future after the um, the group uh, intuition workshop that I'm doing. After that, I'm going to take some time and really immerse myself in my Reiki studies again. But okay like per I promised here we go I'm going to walk you through my process when I do a session so what I do first is I sit at the same spot every time at my desk here where I'm sitting now um, where I have my crystals and my cards and I light a candle to start to symbolize to my guides and um, everyone I'm calling in that I am ready for the session and I have the picture or the sheet or the object that I'm using as the surrogate for the people experiencing the session. And then what I do is I start with, start my recorder because I do voice record myself now to make sure that I can um, accurately uh, validate people's experiences. Then I say a little prayer. So I say an intention prayer, just calling in my guides and angels and archangels and um, ascended masters and, and ancestors, whoever I want to call in. And then the same for whoever I'm doing the session for all of their spirit team. And then I just say that I am doing this for the highest good of all. And then to start the session, what I do is I take a selenite wand and I clear the people that are receiving it as well as myself. 
And then I usually choose some sort of stone or um, like crystal to start with. Um, and it depends on the session. So again, I can't be completely accurate with this because it is different every time, depending on the energy I'm feeling for, whether it's an individual or a group that also changes it because some people may have a very particular chakra that I feel needs to be worked on first. Um, but my general uh, plan is usually to make sure that the chakras are balanced and then I'll go back into whatever areas felt like they needed more work. And so this is by using a combination of Reiki symbols and crystals. And I leave them on with the intention that they're working for as long as I feel they need to. So sometimes it's only a few minutes. Sometimes it's, a few, it's maybe even less than a minute, depending on what it is. Um, but if I know it's going to be working for a while, that's where I will close my eyes, check in with my own energy and see if I can feel on my body an area that I need to work on next. And then sometimes while I'm doing that, I can use my body as a pendulum to find out if there's another energy with me. Um, and so like if, I'm, if my body rocks side to side, then I'm just in my own energy and that's also a no. But if I'm moving front and back, that's a yes. And that, that means that something else or someone else is trying to connect with me. Often it's my uh, energy guide, Kaya, which is a white buck, a deer, that I feel like I got a lot of energy from in a meditation that I did once. And he's just kind of stuck around. But yeah, then I'll check back in. And if I did feel anything on a, a certain chakra, I will work on that next. And I follow that kind of rhythm throughout the whole session until it's about five minutes before the session's going to end. And then I will start to remove crystals that I feel like have done their job away from the chakras that I feel are balanced. I might add in a couple really quickly just to balance anything that feels uneven. But most of the time for that last five minutes, I'm still applying symbols that are more calming or subtle because I do use some more intense ones sometimes for people. And then I'll start to clear away the crystals, clear away the symbols as we go along. I'll sit for a moment, just feel if there's any last area that needs a bit of love. And then I'll usually add another just really calming symbol. Leave that until about a minute till the end. Then I remove that. I use selenite again to make sure that we are clearing away anything else that might be re re residual. And then I repeat the prayer in the opposite, saying a thank you prayer to everyone who came to help with the session. And then when I finish that, I blow out the candle and then stop my recording. And when I blow out the candle, that specific part seems to really resonate with people where they actually feel it. Because I've had a few people say that they just snap and open their eyes at that time other people have seen something go like move away from them during that time so i do keep my sessions very much within that framework so that myself and the people experiencing it can really come back to the space um, at the end and be cleared and uh, protected and so when i do that um, I feel like that also allows for people to follow the energy very easily and and find what they are are, are absorbing and what they are experiencing. Um, 
flows in a certain way. And so when people are doing these sessions with me, there is no meeting, there's no Zoom link, um, it's completely remote. And there's two reasons for that. One is just not necessary because the energy moves itself. Although sometimes it is nice to know someone's on the other side. But for me personally, I feel like it is something where people will get more validation for themselves and for their own, their own way of um, understanding that they are healing themselves. When somebody reaches out to me and books a, re, a, a an energy healing session, they are healing themselves because they are making that choice and the energy is going to respond to what they need. So I am a channel. Yes, I am following directions from mine and their guides and I'm the one directing the energy. But at the end of the day, they are the ones who chose the healing and showed up. So I really want them to feel in these sessions that they're doing that on their own as well. They're directing it by showing up and having an intention maybe. No, it's not even necessary because the energy will find what you need, but maybe some people will have a strong intention. Like the reason I'm doing this session is to work on my um, throat chakra or to help me open up to others. Like people will have an intention sometimes. And I do suggest that if people are a little bit nervous or don't really know what to expect, um, it can sometimes help. But the idea is that this is an energy exchange. That's been like my favorite phrase lately. It just really resonates with me. I actually named my art project, which I'll talk about later, um, energy exchange for that reason. But I like the idea that it is very much just an energy exchange. So people can really honestly, truly experience it at its core level. There's no frills to it. It's just you are in your own space. I'm in my own space. We both feel protected in our own energy. We both get to choose how to experience it. And that is why I feel people are able to be validated because when they share their experience with me, I've also recorded the session. So I'm being accurate when I share my information back with them. So when they tell me what they experienced, sometimes people will be saying to me, I don't know if this is anything, but this happened, or I don't usually... I can't usually experience things, I can't be hypnotized, or, you know, I don't really know if this makes sense, but I hear that a lot. But then everything that they tell me after that, when they're describing it, completely makes sense to me based on what I'm doing. So I'm just going to tell you now what I tell people to do in order to prep. And again, this is very open because it, it's, it's what feels comfortable to you. And so this is what drew me to distance healing because I like being in my own bubble, like I said. So the fact that I could do it at home any way I wanted was what made me feel comfortable because I'd never had any Reiki before. And I felt that that was a way that was very safe for me to try it, which is why I'm offering these group sessions at a discounted rate from obviously my individual sessions and why I'm trying to offer them a little bit more often, hopefully every other week, but at least once a month so that people that are curious can experience it in a very low risk very comfortable way so what i tell people is that you make a choice for how you want to experience it so you can choose where you're going to be when you receive it i do say though that it needs to be somewhere quiet because you do want to make sure that your focus is on your body and on any um anything you're experiencing so i tell people you can have you can sit or lie down whichever is more comfortable 
You can have your eyes open or closed, whichever you prefer. And then I do say though, one consistent thing is to either have a voice recorder or a journal out. Um, the journal I, I recommend anyways, because even if you're recording during, you may want to write down um, how you're feeling after. But if you're lying down especially or having your eyes closed, I do recommend having the voice recorder because then you don't have to really interrupt your own comfort of being in that like meditative state or just being comfortable. You can just say out loud if you're experiencing something. But again, that's totally up to you. I know some people don't, they sit up with their journal and they just journal and they still experience just as much as people who are totally um, eyes closed lying down. So again, totally up to you. I know for myself, a few times when I have received distance Reiki, I've put on a, a guided meditation and had like um, crystals on my chakras and I've still experienced quite a bit too. So again, it's literally whatever you want. And I do say like, you can set the tone for yourself if you're maybe like me and living in an apartment building and you know that there might be some noises around you, you can put on music and have either a candle or some crystals, essential oils are great or different scents that comfort you. Any of those things, any combination, it's just however, it just however you imagine yourself being the most comfortable. And then in terms of what to expect, what people have experienced during these readings, um, these sessions is it's often very similar if it's a group session, what is seen and the colors that come up. But again, people are different. Sometimes people have experienced things kind of almost backwards to others. So it's really interesting what your own energy field needs. So people, when they see colors, it's often to do with a particular chakra or a particular crystal that I'm using. And so the colors that are the most common are blues because I do have, for some reason, a lot of people are working through throat chakra stuff right now. And the third eye is like a dark blue sometimes, like that indigo color. So sometimes both can be seen as blue. Um, and then purples because the crown chakra is a focus of how I kind of like start to move energy when we get into the lighter, um, less body focused um, sensations and symbols. Um, and then a lot of people feel the reds and oranges when I'm working there, um, which I don't always, but when I spend a lot of time there, it's usually when I feel like there's some root chakra and sacral things that need to come up. And those do show up in the results. People do sense those colors very strongly because I think a lot of us also have a lot of things to work out in those areas, especially the root chakra with feeling secure and safe. So those are things that people see. People will also see particular images. Some people will see like memories. Some people will um, see like, I know people have seen particular things like in one case, someone was sick and they saw a snake, which is, you know, in like the medical symbol. Um, then someone else has seen a tiger, which from looking it up was like linked to the feminine and then the sacral, like the orange. And the same person also saw um, orange blossoms, which are based on like sensuality and the sacral chakra. So it's just however your guides and your energy is is translating. It's just it's like down, you're downloading. Basically, you're I'm uploading the energy. I've never thought of it this way. 
I'm uploading the energy and you are downloading the energy. That's just how that's working kind of is that your system might just download it in a different way. So like I might be Android, you might be Apple. So it's just like whatever makes sense to you, however the files are going to come through and be read on your end is just how it's going to happen. And then sometimes people will just say that they felt like they were getting messages, they were thinking about particular things. And often those are more personal. Same with the images. Sometimes I really don't know what something means to you if it doesn't link up with what I'm um, what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean that it's not like, it's obviously meant for you. And it's like I said, your guides and ancestors and whoever has been called in are also present. So they may have messages for you. And this is just the time when you're tuned in and listening, right? Cause sometimes we don't listen unless we make the intentional time to do that. So I really appreciate when people get very personal things that come through during that time, because it tells me that they um, needed that time to slow down and then physical sensations. So often what I, what people experience that's very consistent is just feeling very light feeling, um, especially in the third eye, mine's starting to do it. Like it's reminding me, um, the third eye between your eyebrows and the middle of your forehead will often be like pulsing just because a lot of the more spiritual and emotional um, symbols that I use, I do use that as the entry point for them. And then people feel their hearts sometimes, like either going really fast or feel like they're very light. Um, people may feel like they're sinking into their space for if I do anything with grounding. Some people will just feel like they're floating. I know some people feel like twitching or tingling in certain areas. Myself, I, I feel that in my palms a lot if I'm receiving energy just because I'm very open there. But anything you experience is normal because nothing is like set in stone, right? It's just however you personally receive the energy. And I just wanted to mention as well, which I was, I was talking about in my live the other day, people do go to like a, an in-person healer, especially for physical illness or injury as an alternative healing. So sometimes, especially in like, let's say a group setting, maybe you've been having knee issues. And so like, you may feel like your knee, like twitching or pulsing, but other people may not feel that because that's just where the energy knows you physically need it. And those are the things that are harder for me to interpret. And I have to just assume that that's where the energy knows you needed something balanced. And so you, it may be something you're even unaware of that the energy is like, well, let's just nip this in the bud before it gets worse. Right? So, um, I just wanted to say that as well, that it is also on all levels. It's like, physical and so it's like mind body soul right so anywhere you need that energy redirected it's within your field within your physical body um, within your spirit any of that it will shift so you may even feel afterwards some effects like you may feel for the next couple of days like a lot of memories are coming up or you're feeling a bit of a headache maybe because you've cleared some energy in the upper chakras or maybe you'll have like a bit of like a stomach issue for a day or so and then it'll go away and that could be like the detox right because often that's what people re re report as physical symptoms is like a detox because it is a detox you're clearing your energy field and so sometimes that is a physical thing 
And I just want to say, like, don't be scared if that happens because, like, it's all whatever your personal energy field and your body is experiencing. And so, yeah, that's kind of the general consensus of, like, how these sessions will work. And then the other part of it is that I wanted to talk about is just um, what I've been doing with those results. So when people share them with me, of course, with their permission and anonymously, I've been doing an art project called Energy Exchange, where I do a dry point print. So I've been printmaking as one of my mediums that I do at school. And I do a dry point print of the chakras and then I use watercolor to kind of represent wherever I overlapped with the other person so either if they saw something really interesting or if I can match up what the colors are that they were seeing and put them around the chakras where they were seeing them I make an image of that and then I'm showing them at a couple exhibitions and I'll probably just continue making them because I really find that it's a way to kind of visually represent what people are experiencing and I really find them interesting and fun to do um and I just want to mention just on that that note I just kind of got a mental image of myself because I don't see a whole lot when I have these sessions I I feel and just sense things more so I'm talking about colors and images and all this but it's totally normal if you don't see that because I don't colors sometimes I can sense once in a while but I am not super clairvoyant that's something I'm working on um so I just want to say like if there's part of this like I'm describing all of these different things you could experience you don't have to necessarily experience all of them or you may feel just very subtle shifts like you may not feel a whole lot especially in the beginning so I just wanted to put that out there before anyone starts to feel like they're not experiencing it properly um, because myself like it's very subtle if I feel something but it is more um in like feeling and sensing more so than seeing things just wanted to say that um but yeah so if, if you're interested if you do one of the um quantum reiki and crystal healing sessions that i offer um you're more than welcome to share your results with me and you don't have to have contribute to this project but just in general if you want to know what what it might have corresponded to I can definitely still try to help you out to determine what caused those particular images or sensations. And I am doing another group session on March 31st. This is 2021, in case someone finds this later, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in my bio. So in my bio in Spirit Crumbs, it's the same link tree as my Concrete and Crystals. So you'll find it there. And you can also sign up for your own personal session if you have something that you really want to work through that you want to make sure is addressed. And then I also am doing a group intuitive development workshop called Guide to Your Inner Light Worker, where I'm introducing a whole bunch of different modalities, about nine of them, um, over a three-day period from April 16th to 18th. Um, and that will be taking place on Zoom. And the way I've structured it is that it's on Teachable as a course just so that we, we can get everybody signed up. But what will happen is there are the payment plan is another different type of energy exchange that I'm trying out where the base price is $55 Canadian. Um, and that's for three days of three hour um, Zooms where we're going to be trying different modalities. And then 
there's different levels above that. So even with the $55 one, you can also do five monthly payments of $11 if you don't have the $55. And then it goes up from there. And so at every level above that, I've added a, a bonus reading. And then the top two level, top two tiers also have one-to-one -one coaching calls. If there's like a particular modality that you really want to dig into more. Or just in general, if you just want to talk through what you're going through and I can try to help you find the right resources um, that might make sense for you or like suggest books or different uh, mentors in the areas that I'm not as strong in. So it's it's really just up to you what energy exchange makes sense for you if you're interested in that. And again, for any of this, you can always send me a message. Um, but I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode on distance energy healing. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.